Welcome to the Wiser Wealth Management Podcast, where we believe the best financial advice should always be conflict-free. I'm your host, Casey Smith. Guiding you to financial freedom are my co-hosts, Brad Lyons and Matthews Barnett. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hi, Casey. So today we have the first repeat guest on the Wiser Roundtable, Randy Haggart, long-term care and insurance specialist. He's a Dave Ramsey local endorsed provider and one of our great resources for life insurance when our client plans call for it. Let's just hop right into this. We're, we're talking about what life insurance is, term insurance, whole life insurance, universal life insurance, more of an educational chat with him, nothing super technical, but I think it's great for our listeners to understand the differences. So here's our interview with Randy. All right, back with me today is Randy Hargett. Randy, you win the award for the first repeat guest on the Wiser Roundtable podcast. So congratulations, your uh, certificate's in the mail. Well, I also think that that calls for the rest of the day off. <laughs> After we're done with this call, yes. The rest of you, done. You rest of the day off with pay. <laughs> Today's topic is life insurance. That seems such, such a boring topic to talk about life insurance, but actually it's something that's, that's very important. When we're doing financial planning, that's usually the second tool that we're going after first is obviously retirement and making sure we're on track. But the second thing is, what are all the obstacles between you now and death in the long future? Age, let's say age 95, that's more like long-term care kind of kind of stuff, which we, we talked about last time. But there's also that event of getting hit by the bus. And if we're hit by the bus and we're 35 with two or three children, versus 65 and just a spouse, it varies differently. Also your debt load, how much income is needed in retirement, how much income we're replacing. There's so many different types or different angles to look at why you need life insurance. We have big expensive calculators that help us back into back into those numbers. But let's start with the basics. A lot of people don't understand the difference between a term insurance policy, a whole life policy, and a universal life policy. Can you walk us through those? Yeah, let's just start with the whole life policy because over the years, whole life insurance has been purchased by a lot of people and whole life insurance is designed to pay a death benefit no matter when you die, as long as you keep that policy paid in the premiums. And typically, whole life insurance is sold based on the fact that it can build a cash value that you have access to over time that you can borrow against or that you can actually liquidate the policy and have that cash if you need to use it. However, most smart financial planners have figured out that that is not the way to build wealth. And so typically, you go back into some of the 70s and 80s, the the big phrase was buy term and invest the difference instead of whole life. And so that kind of led a lot of people into the term life insurance direction, which means that there's a term on how long that death benefit would be paid. You can do 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, even now 35 and 40 year terms of life insurance. And since it does not build any cash value, it does not have any asset that you can borrow against. It is a lot less costly and also less costly because there is a limit on how long the insurance company is liable to pay a death benefit. And so term life insurance has become a very effective tool on managing situations in life like if I have a debt, a business debt, and I need to make sure that that debt's taken care of should I die before it's paid off, that's a perfect scenario for a term life insurance policy. Now, 
in between term and whole life, there is a place called universal life insurance. And pricing-wise, it's somewhere in the middle. It is a policy that can be designed to pay a death benefit out to age 120. Most people are not going to live that long. But as a policy that does not build cash value, it is much less expensive than a whole life insurance policy. You can find a lot of reasons to buy a term policy. In today's world, unless a person is just really selling whole life, there's not, in my opinion, a lot of reason to purchase a whole life insurance policy. I have run across some situations where people would do a universal life insurance policy. In fact, going back to our previous podcast, I've had people who were not able to qualify for a long-term care policy, but they were able to qualify for a universal life policy. Hmm. And so we developed a strategy of covering a long-term care event after death. Mm. So if we have to spend some of our money for care, when we die, we'll replace it with the death benefit of the yeah. universal life policy. So there's a lot of different strategies in all three, but most people need to be looking at term life insurance if they have a reason to protect their family. So we talked about income replacement, payoff debts, if something happens to you, basically not, not living a spouse or a loved one holding the bag, basically, especially if you're the higher wage earner. But there's also a lot of business use to that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so when you have, especially for somebody that is responsible for a business debt that could put the business out of business, if that person were to die, right? Um, then you have a, a need not only for the debt, but to be able to have the ability to carry the business on until that person is properly replaced. And sometimes they call that a key person insurance right. in, in the business world. And so, again, it's just one of the many reasons that people look at term life insurance. Some people look at it to, uh, you know, I've got 15 years left to pay on my mortgage. And so what I'm going to do is have a 20-year life term life policy that if I died within the next 15 or 20 years, my mortgage is paid off and I don't leave my family with that burden. Yeah. Yeah. I think a more advanced way of looking at that for, from our standpoint is in financial planning. If we lose a spouse who's a wage earner, we're not able to save for retirement anymore through that wage. That's right. And if the income need stays the same, meaning the person passes away, a lot of times we can just drop the income need and the life insurance need is not as great. But if the income need stays the same, you have to replace that. And so that is one way of calculating it out. But you think about it, if you passed away at 50, you got to go to age 95. Another thing that we've noticed too is what if you live a fruitful life, but you, you know, you die at 75, at 75, that's a little, that's a little older. Let's say you pass away at 65 to 70. You have a loss in social security income. And a lot of times we need, we need some life insurance to protect us all the way up to almost age 75, 80 in some cases to replace that, that social security income loss, if that's the primary income. Yeah, I would add to that is that when you, you take everything that we've talked about here, every one of those items becomes a variable in a life insurance study. And so when you do it properly, I mean, if you sit down with somebody and all you talk about is their mortgage or whatever, you could do a policy that would cover that. But you really need to have every one of these variables into what you were calling the high tech analysis here. And we've actually got people who have at the same time purchased three different term 
life insurance policies. One's going to cover this. And then once that need is away, is gone, we don't need that anymore, which is another point that's important. You don't need to just have life insurance just to have life insurance. It needs to be there for needs a be, purpose yeah. for, there, there for a reason. To- there needs to be a calculation done. Yeah, and we're starting to see that more now, especially with more advanced software. A young family might need $2 million life insurance for 10 years, and then it's he only needs a million dollars for another 10. So that's, you know, then it drops off to zero because the time you get 65, you've built up enough your own wealth, you don't need it anymore. So so really, it's instead of having to buy a $3 million policy for 20 years, you're able to split that up and get a lower premium. That's exactly um, right. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I feel like a lot of times, it's open enrollment at your employer and people just go, Oh, sign up for a half million, but there's no rhyme or reason to it. Right. Uh, It needs to be part of your, your financial planning process, determining exactly how much is, is needed. And there's also a lot of people out there paying big premiums for whole life insurance that they don't need to. That's right. The only person they're really making wealthy is, is the insurance company and the guy that sold or gal that sold it to them. That's right. So sometimes with whole life, there's not a whole lot of no pun intended, That's <laughs> not right. a whole lot of meaning behind it. Now, now I, I do carry a whole life policy. I decided to make a donation to my alma mater. And instead of writing them a check, I pay 30 bucks a month and took out a whole life policy. And when I check out someday, they'll get $100,000. And, and I, had a, I had a reason that I, I wanted to do that. So there's other reasons that you, Absolutely. Can, you can do that. Um, maybe you want each grandchild or each child to make sure that they inherit $50,000 or half a million dollars or a million dollars. You can fund that if that's what you want to do. That's a very risk-free way of doing it. You're also eating up a lot of premium doing that too. So there, there are some purposes. I've personally have never had to recommend a whole life to a client. I feel like we've always had enough assets to kind of point out why this is needed. I have talked to other whole life agents and they have this whole thing where, you know, you spend, spend all your money down and if you pass away, then it's income replacement for your spouse. And we get to the same conclusion. We just do it two different ways. My, my way, or I should say the, the fee only planners way is, is a lot cheaper for the client in the end. Absolutely. So let's go to the advanced portion of this conversation. And I have a pre-existing condition. So it doesn't matter what it is. It's just something that I think that might preclude me from being able to get insurance. What is your process to shop that out for people? Well, as an independent broker, what we're able to do is take anybody and uh, no matter what their conditions are, we can actually shop those conditions to underwriters of all the different insurance companies without having to make an application and without having to commit ourselves to anything. Without the insurance company even knowing the name of the person, <laughs> we're able to shop that out strictly based on a health condition. What's interesting is that it's amazing what kind of different answers you get back from different insurance companies because they have such a wide range of underwriting guidelines and philosophies from one company to the next. And so we've had situations where we had 10 companies say, no, we won't even take an application. And one says, yeah, we'll take an application on that. It just needs to be this, 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 and we're able to find that coverage. And what I would say, Casey, is that Shopping around life insurance is very important because life insurance is the life insurance regulations in this nation are very deeply rooted. They've been there for a long time. And as long as you have a good, highly rated company, life insurance is life insurance. Unless, like you and I have talked before, unless you're planning to convert a term life policy into a whole life policy. And if you're planning to do that, you don't need to buy the term policy in the first place. (laughs) 
Right. And so I would really suggest that the biggest, you talk about the technical aspects of this, is the health underwriting and the shopping of that particular life so, insurance structure. Uh, in a pre-existing condition, you're basically just going to company to company going, I have a person, no name, no social security number provided or anything. This is their situation. Would you write this? Would you write, and you keep getting, would you write this? And then you get yes or no's. And if you get a yes, you get an approximate premium. Then you can say, okay, well, this is the real person here. Once you say this is the real person, can they still get denied or is it pretty much locked in at that point? They still can get denied. I mean, when I'm just giving basic information to an underwriter, they're going to always come back and say, we can take an application on this, but it will be subject to full underwriting. Yeah, yeah. But it's safer for the person because there's so many things that you don't don't think about this. They'll ask questions. Have you ever been denied life insurance? So, for instance, a good portion of our client base are in the airline industry. You go and take your annual physical. One of the questions, have you ever been denied life insurance? Right. right. And, and for some companies, all companies ask that question. But yeah. for some of the companies, that really doesn't matter. That just alerts them to pay attention. I would say that probably half of the people that we've had declined by one yeah. company have been approved by another company. And gotcha. So they do ask the question, but it just, all, all it is there is for a reference point saying we need to pay attention to this. But if we've pre-qualified it ahead of time, they're going to know what we're, what we're sending in. In fact, it, yeah, I think the idea is to get through the, the idea is to get through the process and not have to be denied. I think that's well, and sometimes that second approval occurs because of the first denial, because on mm. the first denial, we gather information that I don't have that the client doesn't have because most people don't really know what's written down in their medical records. And we have that information now, and that's the information we use to go out to other companies at that point. And so we actually have more information to go on at that gotcha. level. How important is the credit rating of an insurance company? You always see that in advertisements, you know, we're highest rated insurance company. How important is that? Well, it's, it's important um, just from a standpoint of knowing that you're dealing with somebody that's going to be there for you. But the great thing about life insurance is that it is regulated by the federal government in a window that um, says no matter what happens this company, we're going to have every state back up every life insurance company. Every state has what's called a guarantee fund. And that fund is there for any insurance company that goes under. If that happens, that the assets of that insurance company are distributed to every state's guarantee fund. And the guarantee fund in that state takes in the premiums and pays the death benefits. My personal experience in that, we had a friend of our family that died seven or eight years ago. And unbeknownst to any of us, he had named me as a beneficiary of a life insurance policy 30 or 40 years ago. And Mm. that insurance company had gone under and the assets were liquidated and sent to the state guarantee fund. And he kept paying his premiums. And when he died, the state guarantee fund paid the death benefit to me. And so what I would suggest is the question that we can ask everybody is, do you know of anybody that's ever died and their life insurance policy did not pay? And Mm. I personally have never known of that. And the only time that somebody has said yes was the time on something like a suicide or something that was an exclusion in a life insurance policy. So in that case, 
I mean, no one wants to have a company default, but it's not the end of the world. So in that in that case, really, you just especially in term insurance, you're really just shopping the cheapest rate. What's That's the cheapest exactly rate right. I can get? And what we try to do, Casey, is we try to find the cheapest rate with an A plus company. Yeah, right. Okay, right. And so we're protecting our clients there as well. But um, it's important to understand how that works. Sure, absolutely. Any other tips or concepts with life insurance that you've that you can share with us? No, I think most all the tips are now completely covered in the software that's available to people like you. <laughs> <laughs> that's very so, true. That's very so, true. What What's the benefit? And I know the answer to this, but you know, there, there's a website, you know, selectquote.com and you put in all information and you get the ter- term policy that's good for you. What's the difference between using that and using someone like yourself? Are, 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 is the premium really cheaper online? No, uh, for, for the, for the exact same health rating. Yeah. 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 The premiums will be the same. No agent can sell this kind of insurance for any less than anybody else. Okay. Because every insurance policy in the life insurance umbrella has to be approved through every state department of insurance and the pricing structure for that policy approved. And so the only thing that one agent can show you is a preferred best health rating, which gives you a really the lowest price when in actuality it might come back in with a a standard health rating that's going to be a higher price. And our philosophy is we like to just be as honest about everything, including our health up front, have some reality to start with rather than something that we don't know is going to be there. So basically you can provide the same rates, maybe not answer the phone at three o'clock in the morning or take an application at three o'clock in the morning. But outside of that, I've gotten some pretty late emails from you. So we don't do it online and we don't, (laughs) you know, it's not, it's not that impersonal. I mean, you just have, you have a body that you can talk to. Yeah, absolutely. Someone to ask questions to after you get the policy or follow up with. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, technology certainly can assist us in a lot of things. And maybe more people, some people are more comfortable talking to or working through a machine. But I find that when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's better to have a guide. And you've been a great guide to us when we have questions, even a few cases where we decided, or maybe you beat me to it, where this person doesn't really need life insurance right now. We need to set this down. So I appreciate you helping support us work in the best interest of our clients. Amen. Well, and this phrase is probably 25 years old, but when you go on the internet, you can get some life insurance and it's pretty high tech to do it without ever having to talk to anybody. But really in life, it's the most effective way to do business of any kind is high tech and high touch put together. Absolutely. All right, Rand. Randy, enjoyed it. We'll talk to you again soon. I did too. Y'all have a good day and I'm going to take the rest of the day off. (laughs) See you later. Bye. Bye Bye. It's always good to hear from Randy and his insights on insurance, long-term care. Again, if you want to reach out to Randy, you can reach him at 256-764-7444. is his direct line. Emails are always good too at rhaggart, which is R-H-A-R-G-E. TT at Comcast.net, or you're always welcome to reach out to us. We'll be happy to connect you with Randy. Life insurance is something we always need, guys. I've never really met anybody that needed zero, especially with a young family. What I find most useful about Randy's process is for our clients to have medical conditions and being able to shop out those, those conditions to various insurers, uh, much more efficient than using the websites. 
You know, there's a variety of product out there today, but there's a variety of need by clients. Having somebody like Randy who can put those two together and find the best product for the best circumstance is really a great benefit. Yeah, I think it's important to understand that not get oversold by somebody and just understand how the insurance fits into your financial plan, not just have an actual amount of coverage, but to have a, a purpose for that coverage. Absolutely. All right, guys, enjoyed it. See you next podcast. Thank you. Sounds great. Wiser Wealth Management Incorporated is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.